You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're all welcome to our broadcast this morning. We continue with our teaching on the realities of our spiritual, the realities and power of our spiritual um, life. Yes, there is power. God has invested so much in us. And uh, I, just, I just want us to look at a few things. We'll continue building up and building up on what we've been looking at, you know. Um, yes. So let's look at the Bible from the book of Romans chapter 8. We started from the book of Romans chapter 8. Um, and then we're going to read verses 1 and 2. Okay. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but to the Spirit. It says, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Right? There is no condemnation. There is no guilty sentence. Remember, Remember we talked about Adam, Adam's disobedience in the book of Genesis, in the book of Genesis chapter 3, when Adam sinned, when he ate from that tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what happened is that there were certain realities that immediately came into play in his life and upon humanity. Adam Adam was the seed that God sowed on the earth. He made Adam and Eve put them on the earth, and then they, they're supposed to multiply, populate the earth. And we can see today we have over 7 billion people, and that should tell you the power, the potential that was in Adam. He had so much power to replicate himself uh, over 7 billion times, <laughs> you know. And God didn't need to come back and keep the recreating and creating. No, no, no. He put in Adam you and I. You and I were inside Adam. And to the last person that is going to live on the earth, God put all of us into Adam and Eve in seed form. Just like when you see the seed of an orange, you know, you, the seed of an orange tree, you, 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 you look at it as just, just as a seed that you can throw away. But when God looks at it, he sees the number of trees in that seed. He sees every single one of them and he has the wisdom, the knowledge, <clears throat> the omniscience to be able to say how many trees, how many orange trees are in that seed. So when God put Adam and Eve on the earth, he saw you and I right inside Adam. Can you imagine such a great God that we serve? Our heavenly father is too much. I'm telling you, the human mind is incapable of fully grasping the greatness, the almightiness, and the omnipotence, and the omniscience of God. All right, so this is the God that puts Adam down there and then he, he invests so much power into Adam. <clears throat> Adam is so blessed and God blessed him, made him and spoke a blessing over his life. He spoke a blessing over his life in Genesis chapter 1. Um, and we'll read verse 28 there in Genesis chapter 1. Let me read it quickly. In Genesis chapter 1, verse verse. Um, 28, the Bible says, then God blessed them, okay? And God said to them, be fruitful, <coughs> excuse me, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish, uh, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay, so God gave Adam so much. There was so much power. And you know that Adam had equal capacity to operate in the spiritual as well as in the natural domain. He was a spirit being first. Then later on in chapter 2, we see that he was now made a physical being. A human being. So he's 
body, when his body was formed in chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says that God now breathed into him. Somebody said that God gave, um, gave man CPR, you know, uh, CPR, and then he put, he just um, put his breath into man. And as his breath came into man, man became a living being, you know, exactly like God, but with a physical body. Hallelujah. With a physical body to enable him to function on the earth. To function on the earth. So uh, Adam was the governor of the whole earth. Adam was like, like he was the God of this world. And God is like, look, you go, you represent me on the earth and I want you to, 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 to subdue it. We to multiply. The whole of creation is, is under your charge. Do with it. As you are inspired by my spirit. And Adam was enjoying this freely. Until. We don't know how long before the fall. We don't know how long Adam lived. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we don't know how long Adam lived. But I'm telling you. God was, um, God was so, so impressed with what he did. Adam and all that he did in Adam he did in you and I okay so like I said God could see in Adam every human being just like he can see in the orange seed every tree every tree he, he can see how many trees that seed is going to um, to produce <laughs> Wow Think about that. So that's how God is. And so when God was investing in Adam, he was also investing in you. Okay? When God put power into Adam, he also put power into you. When God put blessing over Adam, that blessing was also placed in you. Okay? Yeah. So think about it that way. And so when God gave Adam the capacity and the capability to govern the earth, God also was giving it to you and I. When God gave Adam the ability to relate with him at that capacity, at that level where in the cool of the day, God will come down and commune with Adam. In the cool of the day, every day, God will come down to commune with Adam. He also gave you that capacity to commune with him at that level. Okay? So Adam was our minimum standard. Adam was our minimum standard. According to God, I mean, God's dream, God's plan is to have many Adams all over the earth. <laughs> the whole earth to be filled with powerful, um, powerful rulers like Adam. With dominion, with influence, with ability to dominate every sphere. <laughs> Hallelujah. To dominate, to rule. <laughs> To rule and, 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 and ensure that the enemy is kept where he belongs. So, um, think about that. So now, in, in chapter 3, we, we've touched on that. Let's go to chapter 3. Alright? <clears throat> but one thing I want to say is that Adam was not created to live without God. Okay? He was not created with, to live without God, whether physically or spiritually. He had dual, dual citizenship. A citizen of heaven and a citizen of the earth. <laughs> okay? A natural experience of life and a spiritual experience experience of life he had um, the legal right to interact with God if Adam wanted to visit heaven he would do it at will just like God would come visit him at will Adam also had that access to God right Adam had that access to God and so, in Genesis chapter 3, 
The Bible says, um, verse 6, it says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took off its fruit and ate. There was something she saw. There was something she saw that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to bring out a principle here which is very important. Remember we're talking about the reality and the power of our spiritual, um, our spiritual walk. Okay? Our spiritual walk. There's a reality that you need to be aware of aware of and then there's a power you need to be aware of okay yes so she saw that but the question is this who was it that led her to that tree who was it that engaged her and helped her and gave her the view of that tree that she had we know from verse 1 who it was, the serpent, right? So, there is a spiritual principle here that I, I want to deduce, and that is this, then. When you are in the spirit, all right, whoever it is, whatever spirit that engages you in the spirit, you have to be, you have to be careful all right, because if, for instance, if it is a familiar spirit, if it is a familiar spirit that brings you to a spiritual experience, then I want you to know that that spirit is going to determine your experience in the spirit. And that's why I was emphasizing lordship in our previous uh, Discussions in our, in, our, in our previous engagement, I was emphasizing lordship. Why? Because if the lordship of Christ is not strong in your life, and you, 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 you the, if you spend time, spend time in prayer, just spend time, just fasting, there are people that go up to the mountains and then they go pray, pray for 40 days, they're praying and all of that. Uh, because they need a breakthrough, so they, they, they intensely press into the Spirit. And as time goes on, they get access into the Spirit. Okay, They get access into the Spirit. But now, who is it that, that introduces them? Or who is it that, that, um, that is their guardian, <laughs> if I may use that word? Or who is it that, that um, opens that realm to them? Because remember that the enemy also is a spirit being, just like angels. God's angels are spirit beings. You are a spirit being. But your natural existence has locked you out of the spirit world. So if you, if you press in, the spirit world can open to you. But then, if, you, if you're not under lordship of Jesus, and the spirit world opens to you, you stand the risk of being, your hand being held by the serpent. Okay? You, you stand the risk of your hand being held by the serpent, and the serpent now determining your spiritual experience. That's how deception comes. That's how deception comes. There is power in lordship. And so the lordship of Jesus is not something we should play with. Why? Because it protects you. It protects you. It ensures that as you, as you get into that realm, because as you, we keep pressing, as we keep pursuing God, that the, the, the veil between the natural and the spirit begins to get, you know, it begins to reduce and reduce, and then it gets to a point that, you know, you now begin to operate and operate the gifts. You begin to operate and you begin to see, some, you know, the reality of the spirit world. You begin to experience 
spiritual realities and life is no more just a natural thing to you but it's both natural and spiritual but it's important that we establish a strong foundation of lordship so that when the spirit world opens to you you are already under the lordship of jesus you're under the lordship of christ so you are led by the spirit that's why it says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are led by the Spirit. So as you, as the realm of the Spirit begins to get more real to you, that's when you need to walk more closely to God. That's when you need to be more careful what you allow in your heart. That's when you need to be careful more, uh, more careful of what, your, your, the kind of motives you keep. That's why you need to be, you know, you need to be scared of certain things like uh, unforgiveness, like, like bitterness, like, you know, jealousies. You need to be scared of the works of the flesh when you are, as you are pressing into the spirit. Deal with these things. Deal with these things. Otherwise, those are the same things that will attract the enemy to your life to mislead you. Okay. Yeah, so what I'm sharing with you is so, it's so important. And I want, I, I want you to really see it. So this, the serpent is the one that engaged her. Engaged Eve, engaged Eve, you know. And look, God knows, come on. You won't surely die, you know. Remember he had dropped lordship, okay. It was no more Yahweh Elohim. It was just Elohim, right? He had dropped lordship, and the woman, you know, went along. She went along with the, with the serpent, and then she embraced Elohim without Yahweh, without the Lord, without Jehovah, okay? Without Jehovah, and guess what? That now informed her experience in verse 6. When she saw that the tree was good for food. So her, her interpretation was determined by the serpent. Okay, that's why if you're a prophetic person, you need to be more careful. And I've been saying this many times. You need to be careful what you see. Yeah, she saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes. The same thing God said is going to kill you. Don't eat it. The day you eat it, you will die. When what God says is bad, starts looking good. You know that you are, you are being mentored in the spiritual realm by the serpent. You know that you're being mentored in the spiritual realm by the serpent. And so you better be careful when God begins to say that something is wrong. And then you now begin to say, you begin to see it. It has a, an appearance of good. And the Bible tells us that one of the, th one of the things about the lasses is that people will begin to call good evil. And they'll call evil good. And I've seen that and I'm sure you've seen that. There are many things going on in our society today in the world. Globally, we, we can see how evil is now being termed good. And we can see how good is being termed evil. <laughs> right before our eyes. So what's happening there is the serpent that is manipulating. That is manipulating the minds of people and using all kinds of strategies to ensure that God's people embrace his agenda and his plans and his purposes. Okay? So be careful. Yeah, be careful. She saw that it was pleasant to the eyes. And she saw that it was a tree desirable to make one wise. She was seeing all that interpretation was, was being projected to her by the serpent. It was being projected by the enemy himself. <laughs> the devil himself was the one. I was giving the interpretation. I'm sure as she was looking at it, she was getting revelations. You know, she was getting revelations of how, you know, this is going to make me wise. I'm going to be as wise as God when I eat this. 
Uh, this is so good. This is, this is the best thing. This is the best, this is the best fruit in this garden. In fact, it's the sweetest. I'm, I've, I've eaten all kinds of fruit in this garden. But this that I'm looking at, this is the sweetest. I'm going to partake of it. Even though God says don't, I'm going to do it. You see, so that's what happens many times when people, that's why people can have spiritual experiences and then go, into, go astray. And you would wonder, but how? Where did you miss it? Where did this person miss it? That's why somebody can start out as a true prophet and then end up, you know, and end up as, a, you know, as, 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 as an old prophet, <laughs> you know, can start off as a, as a true prophet and end up as a false prophet. Yeah, there are different biblical examples of that. Why? Because the, the, the gift replaced lordship. Okay, so the gift of the spirit. doesn't matter what gift it is you're operating in the spirit, whether it's miracles, whether it's, 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 whether it's a revelation gift, whatever it is you're operating, if you don't bring it under the lordship of Jesus, you are at risk. You are at risk. So, lordship, remember I said, the absence of lordship makes disobedience easier. But not only that, the absence of lordship makes deception easier. Okay? Yeah. So, when Jesus... When you, don't, you, when you don't pay attention to being under the lordship of Jesus, you will find out that your protection, because the lordship of Jesus is our protection. It's, it's, it's our protection. It's the God's mechanism of protecting us from, from, from error, from protecting us from the enemy. Uh, uh, that's, that's what it is. So when you take that out of your Christianity, I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time you just wake up one day and go off on a tangent that people will just be shocked, but you'll never see it. You won't see it unless God has mercy on you to bring you back. All right. So I've seen that. I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen to some of my friends. I've seen it happen in other people's lives. And now we're just praying that God will bring them back. Bring them back. Why? These are people that had genuine spiritual experiences. Powerful experiences with God. Walked with God. Walked with God. And, and but you see, the, the, the moment you get into the realm of the spirit, like I said, the spirit realm is neutral. But the moment you get into it, it is who you obey that determines your experience. It's who you obey. It's who is your Lord. And of course, who you obey is who is your Lord, according to Romans 6.16. So you can't say, Jesus is my Lord, but then you are obeying the serpent. Now, if you're obeying the serpent, it automatically, it doesn't matter what you say, the serpent becomes your Lord. So, Lordship is important. Then look at verse, verse 7. After she, she took the fruit and ate it and gave it to her husband, the Bible now says, Then the eyes of both of them were open. You see, the serpent is the one that led them and brought them to this point of, you know, a, a new experience that God didn't ordain for them to, 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 to have, now, <laughs> just dawn on them. Boom! Their eyes open. Now, the question is this. Remember I said that they, was, they are spiritual beings. God made them with equal capacity to function in the realm of the spirit and in the natural. Okay? To function in the spirit and in the natural. And they could see, right? They could see. But then it says that when they ate it, their eyes were open. Open to what? 
open to what God did not ordain for them to see. And what is that? Their nakedness. God did not ordain for them to see their nakedness. Why? Because he had clothed them with his glory. So their eyes were now open to their nakedness. They couldn't see the glory anymore. They lost their place in the spirit. They lost that place in the spirit where they could see the spirit and the natural together. So they were, their ability to see the spirit and the natural, they, when they look at each other, they just see the glory. The glory. So man was covered, clothed with glory. That's, so they were walking in that. But the moment this new Lord took over, he now determined their experience. And even their, their, their spiritual experience, they now got booted out of the realm of the spirit. And now they're only physical beings. Satan took over the realm of the spirit where Adam was also in charge. You know, the realm of the spirit, so far as the earth is concerned, Adam was in charge of that and he was also in charge of, of the physical, the natural world. Satan took over the spirit, kicked him out, left him in the natural. And of course, because the, the spiritual rules the natural, it was, yeah, he lost it. He lost it. So they saw their eyes were open and they knew that they were naked and then they sewed um, fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. All right? They made themselves coverings. So when now, when, when Paul now says that there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ, Right, and who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. When Paul made that statement, yes, there is therefore now no condemnation. Why? Because what Jesus did, what Jesus did was that he now came and paid the price. Because remember, when Adam ate that fruit, first thing that happened was that. There was a change in his DNA. Satan's nature was now imparted to man. And, and Adam lost, lost that which God, the glory that God put in him. He lost it. Okay? He lost it. And now he's empty. He's, he's naked. All right? And, and he has to cover himself. Now what Jesus did was that Jesus now came and he went to the cross. He went to the cross and paid the price. Paid the full price to get us back to where Adam was before he sinned. Incredible. So Jesus now is our redeemer. I was meditating this morning and the Lord said to me, you know, the redemption is not just a spiritual thing. It also affects the natural world. So Jesus, what Jesus did was pay the full price to redeem the spiritual for us as well as the natural. So that we can get back to that place where we can live in both worlds and rule and dominate as God ordained for us. So now Jesus has come. He, he paid the price, okay? And after paying the price, what happened? Now, he says, the guilty sentence that Adam imparted to you and I. Remember I said in Adam, God could see each and every one of us, all right? God could see each and every one of us. So when Adam was eating that fruit, we were all eating it with him. We all ate it with him. You say, oh, well, I didn't do anything. No, you did. In Adam's loins, you did. Okay? So, and that's why Jesus now has to become the last Adam. Remember in 1 Corinthians 15, he's called the last Adam. So, the last Adam. Why did God call him Adam? Isn't it interesting? I mean, of course, his name is Jesus. Why is he called? Why did Paul call him the last Adam? Because Adam 
was the one that carried the whole of humanity in his loins. Okay? So Adam had the power to determine the destiny of the human race. And he made the wrong choice. And because he made the wrong choice, it affected the entire human race. But now Jesus comes. Jesus comes. He pays the price. Okay? Jesus pays the price fully. And because he pays it fully, he's now bringing in a new breed. So he now becomes the new um, prototype. He now becomes a new prototype that God is going to use. Okay, to now bring man back to that place where the destiny of man can be put back on track. Okay, can be put back on track, and that's what Jesus did, and that's why he's called the last Adam. So, there is the first Adam and the last Adam. The last Adam is the one that has now produced the prototype, he has, he has, he has paid the full price. And he is now the one, the seed that God is going to use. Just like the, the first Adam was a seed that God put. And inside Adam, he saw each and every one of us. And in the same way, inside of Christ. Huh? Inside of Christ, God the Father saw you and I inside Christ. So when Christ was on the cross there, God was seeing you and I on the cross. So that's why we can draw from Christ's um, um, uh, obedience. We can draw from his victories. We can draw from, from his, his, um, his position in the spirit and all of that. We can draw from all of that. So you can go back to Romans chapter 8. So you need to see the power of your spiritual um, experience, your spiritual walk. Romans chapter 8, I want to read verse 29. Okay? Look at verse 29. It says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined. Come on, look at that. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So listen to me right now. You can look at the life of Christ. And everything you see in the life of Christ. Begin to believe God. That this same what you see in the life of Christ. Is what your life ought to be like. Because he is the template. He's the new template that the Father has, has, has introduced. And so our lives now, God looking at Jesus was seeing you and I. He looked at Jesus and then he, So now God puts Jesus there as the, the last Adam. And he's the last. That means there's not going to be any other. Don't listen to the people who say, well, Jesus came, he had his dispensation, and now I have come as well, and uh, I have my own role. There's no other Adam. He is the last Adam. Okay? He's the last Adam. I know sometimes some people speak and they mistakenly call him the second Adam. No, no, no. Not, when you say second, it means there could be a third. All right? It could be a third. I know, yes, he, he, he came after the first Adam. So, um, uh, uh, you know, logically you could say he's the second Adam. But biblically, the accurate thing to say is the last Adam. Okay? He's not the second Adam. Because there's not going to be a third. He is the last one. There's the last one that God the Father put in him. Every single person. That's why for you to enter into your destiny, you need to locate it in Christ. You need to come into Christ. You need to have faith in him. You need to put your faith in Jesus. You need to put your trust in Jesus, not in yourself. And that's why other religions are not able to help mankind. Why? Because none of them have paid the price. None of them have paid the price. 
Only Jesus paid the price to redeem us, to buy us back. To buy us back. The word to redeem means to buy back. Agorazo means to buy back. To pay the price to release a slave. To free a slave. Okay, for we're in the, in the, in the market of slavery. Saying that had us all chained in there. So I want you to appreciate Jesus and to know that in your spiritual walk, there is tremendous power. Why? It's the same power that Jesus walked in that has been deposited into your spirit the moment you receive him. And that's why when you walk under his lordship, when you walk under his lordship, you are walking under um, his authority. So the very authority that Jesus walked in can now be expressed through you. And there is there's so much power available to you and I. And I believe that we're going to see in the days ahead manifestations of these things on a scale we've never seen before. Glory to God. So God rescued us. I don't know about you. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for Jesus, for what he did. Let me read a scripture in the book of Hebrews. Okay? Hebrews Chapter, uh, chapter 2. In Hebrews chapter 2, the Bible helps us to see something here. Remember that we were all slaves. Okay? We were all slaves. In verse 14 of Hebrews, it says, Inasmuch then, inasmuch then, as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. So that's what the, the last Adam did. The last Adam faces the, the, he faces Satan, who now has the entire human race. In prison. Okay? Prison to what? What kind of prison? The prison of sin. Okay? The, the prison of death. He had, the human race was under a death sentence. Remember, God told Adam, the day you eat from this tree, He says, the day you eat, you will die. In the Hebrew, He says, in dying, you shall surely die. Okay, dying in dying you shall surely die. So that's two deaths there that is, is referred to. So from that time, man started to die physically. God never created man to die. Adam was not supposed to die. And that's why when you come into the last Adam, when you put your faith in him and you come into Christ, you will not die. Okay, you might die physically, but eternally you will live forever. You will live forever with your father, with God. What a, what a blessing. Oh God, thank you Jesus. So, inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. So that's why Paul says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ. Why? Because the guilty sentence has been removed. Jesus, through his death, has taken the guilty sentence upon you and I, and now you are free. There is no condemnation. Now, some people think no condemnation means I can just live my life anyhow and not be under lordship. No, that's not what it means. It means that you are free from the guilt that was imparted to you from Adam. You are now free from that. That guilt has been taken off your life. That is a weight that no man could shake off. That's a weight that no man could shake up. Only the Son of God, only the Lamb of God, only the Lamb of God had the capacity that 
was able to prevail against um, against the, the, the sentence of death upon, upon us. He, he was able to remove that. And so you are free from that. Okay? And because you are free from that, you are now free. So when you are free from something, you are free to something. <laughs> okay? If I may, I don't know if, um, if that's the right way to put it. But if you are free from something, that means you have been released. And you are free to experience something else. If you were in prison, you are not free. But when you are released from prison, you are now free to experience a free life. Okay? So that's what has happened to us. Jesus paid that price. And so, but he paid that price. And for us to continue to experience the full um, redemption, the full benefits of our redemption, the full benefits of the price he has paid, the full benefits of his sacrifice, for us to enjoy the full benefits, we need to remain under his lordship. Remain under his lordship. Yeah, so lordship has to do with obedience. That's why I'm suspicious of any Jesus who does not require obedience. I'm suspicious of that. <laughs> yes. So, um, uh, I know that Christianity, you know, sometimes you hear certain things and it will seem as if Jesus is just, he's not interested in, you know, he has, he has just freed you to just go out of prison and just don't, don't abide by any, any, any law of principles. No, how, how do you do that? If you are freed from prison, if you are freed from prison, it does not free you from the laws of the land. It doesn't. So the fact that you have been released from prison does not mean you now become so, so lawless and start living your life anyhow, you will end up in jail again. And that's why you find people they call second offenders, third offenders, and so on. You know, they've been in prison several times, they get released, and then before they know it, they're back in prison again. And we don't want that. So the remedy is to remain under the Lordship of Jesus. The Lordship of Jesus. And I'm not speaking legalism here no 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 i'm not speaking legalism no i'm not talking about the laws of moses no 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 that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about being led by the spirit of god being under the authority of jesus being submissive to jesus being obedient to jesus and that's important that's important if you're going to get the full benefits of your redemption. Okay? It's not going to just be thrown at you in your lawless um, lifestyle and all of that. No. Don't make that mistake. I know. It doesn't matter how popular anybody is. If he tells you that it, you can be lawless and you'll be okay, then there is a problem. Okay? There is a problem. Hallelujah. All right. Let's... Uh, okay, back, back in Hebrews chapter 2, let's look at, in verse, verse, verse 5, uh, verse 15 rather. It says, and to release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. All their lifetime they were subject to bondage. So, we were all bound. We're all bound. So, sickness and disease is part of the fruit that Adam ate. Death is part of the fruit that Adam ate. Destruction is part of the fruit that Adam ate. You know, hatred, all those things that we see manifested from time to time on the earth today. The violence and the wickedness and all of that. The deception and all these things are products. They are products of the tree that Adam and Eve ate from. But Jesus has now introduced a new tree to us. It's the tree of life. 
is a tree of life. And that's where you need to get your nourishment from, from the word of God. And like I said to you, as if you press in, that's why you see that the occult, people in the occult, they are pressing into the spiritual realm, but they are not under the lordship of Christ. So there is a different Lord that determines their spiritual experiences. So the fact that it's, it's like looking at the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians 12, right? The revelation gives, for instance, you have um, the word of knowledge, okay? You have uh, the, the word of wisdom. Word of knowledge gives you supernatural knowledge of things in the past and the present. That's what the word of knowledge does. Now, it doesn't matter whether you are in Christ or not. If you press into the realm of the spirit, you can access word of knowledge. But who is it? Who is it that is, um, is Lord over your life at that time? So whoever is Lord over your life, whatever spirit is Lord over your life, is the one that will determine the final outcome of the operation of that gift in your life. I don't know if I'm making sense. I hope I'm not complicating your spiritual life, spiritual experience, but you need to get this. You need to get this because we're we are trusting God for a mighty move of God and you need to get these things right. Otherwise, when you start operating in divination, you won't know that you're operating in divination. You will think you're operating in the word of knowledge. You know, the gift of the Holy Spirit. You think you're operating in the gift of the Holy Spirit. Meanwhile, there's another spirit that is Lord over your life that is feeding you with that revelation, that is feeding you with that experience and will eventually take you off the track. So be careful. All right? Be careful. Ah, why am I speaking like this? Because I've had experiences. <laughs> I've had experiences of these things I'm telling you about. So it's important that you, you watch who you submit yourself to. The Lord over your life. The, the, if you are not under the Lordship of Jesus, I'm telling you, make every, make, make every effort to always abide, always remain under the Lordship of Jesus. Otherwise, you can operate the gift. And Jesus will say, I never knew you. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. And truly, those people operate in those gifts. But they were operating under a different Lord. Not the Lord Jesus. It was a different Lord that was, that was um, giving them um, revelation. You know, taking them through the realm of the Spirit. They're experiencing, having spiritual experiences. But under a different lordship. And Jesus said, I'm not. I never knew you. No. And so we avoid that. Amen. Yeah. So are you getting the point? Are you getting the point? If you notice my emphasis on the lordship of Jesus. And that's where our power. That's the, the secret of our power. Is in the lordship of Jesus. Over our lives. Our submission to his lordship. Okay? So it's not just, don't just seek power for power's sake. No, 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 don't do that. You will get into, you, you, you can get into the wrong hands. Don't just seek, you know, experiences for experiencing. No, you don't make that mistake. You, 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 you can get into the wrong hands. And then you will be guided by a different spirit. So you want the Holy Spirit to guide you. Yeah. I think I have to stop here now. I made the point very clear. Realm of the Spirit. Be careful who interprets the Spirit world to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray. I know, I know, oh God, that this is a time we need to walk in the fear of the Lord more than ever before. This is a time we need to walk in obedience more than ever before. And Lord, my God, I pray 
that you would help each and every one of us. My brother, my sister, watching this broadcast, I pray that you would experience the Lordship of Jesus in every area of your life and you'll be committed to his Lordship. I pray that you have a revelation of the Lordship of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Help us, O oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. If you're watching this and you want to surrender to Jesus, okay, you want to receive him into your heart as your Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat this prayer after me and then get in touch with us. All right? Get in touch with us after this. Just say this after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for sending Jesus. I believe in my heart. And I confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Jesus, come into my heart. Wash away my sins. Make me a new person. I receive you by faith right now. Amen. Now let me pray for you, Father. I pray, I pray for my brother, my sister watching. I pray, oh Father, that your hand will come upon and I'm experience the new creation in their heart. Bring them to the place of conviction and submission to the Lordship of Christ in all things. Let your kingdom come in their lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. I want you to contact us so that we can walk with you and guide you and help you to understand deeply what you have just gone through just as a result of this prayer. Okay? Yes. Now before we go, I want to pray for you, those of you giving, those who have given and those who want to give. I want you to really give towards the work of God. Um, generously as I pray. Father, I pray for your people. As your people give, oh God, I pray your blessing over their lives. I pray, Father, for wisdom, financial wisdom. I pray for witty ideas. I pray for inventions. I pray, oh Father, for opportunities. I pray, oh Lord God, that you bless the works of their hands, oh God. Help them, oh Father. Help them to increase on every side. Let doors open for them. Let opportunities come their way. My Lord and my God, I thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Wonderful people, uh, I, I want you to know that Jesus loves you so much, so much. And he has great plans for you. All right? God bless you real good. Share this. Do, you, do me a favor. Share this. Share this with your friends. Share this with your family. Share this on your social media and let people hear the word of God. You, you don't know who's going to be saved even by listening to this. Okay. God bless you. Real good. See you next week. Same time. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.